Blog Talk Radio. Sad tomorrow. Take me back 
Take me back to my own home. Yep. Can you tell I'm in that mood? Welcome, folks, to an hour of the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date is November 27th in 2012, the United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. At this time, I am located at the uh, Marine Base at Quantico, Virginia, and as uh, most of you know, who've listened to the show over time, know that... uh, the base is my place of choice when I come to uh, reflect on my early life as a young person, not just a a young marine, but a young person. There's so much, uh, so many of my rites of passage passages were uh, were achieved here, uh, but I have some duties to perform, and that's why I'm here. But uh, once again, I'm struck by how so much has changed over the course of the last 30 years here on this base. And as always, I'm in awe of the the I don't know if it's an illusion. So, but I'll go with that. The illusion of everything seeming to be so much smaller than it appeared to be when I was a young Marine. So much smaller. The outside of the base just outside the main gate has changed dramatically. Stores and shops line the street, and the Greyhound bus I came in on for to uh, check into the base for the first time is gone, the Greyhound bus station. And just outside the main gate were a series of used car lots. One of those car lots is where I bought my very first automobile. A uh, a Chevy. Chevy Monza. Um, I'm sorry, it's a Chevy Vega. (laughs) Vega. And then uh, as I left the base, uh, after my tour, I bought a, a Monza. Chevy Monza. It's that time of year when a lot of us become reflective and introspective and we consider the things of our youth, the things we used to do, rites of passages all. Cat girl is in the house. Yes, it is Dr. Jones talking. So this is that time. This is the time of year when we consider... Everything that's gone on the year before and years past and things that may occur in the future. And by being here on the base in beautiful Quantico, Virginia, I tend to take a lot of time considering my future and my past. And as it relates to this past election, the next election, I will be very close to 55 years old. 
And I've given this a lot of thought. Even if Obama were to win, uh, I thought um, early in the year, uh, if he won, if he if he were reelected president, I'd be 55 years old by the time he's gone. And a lot of the policies that he he uh, plans to put in place and have done been, have put in place so far will affect my life a great deal. And I wonder about those things. I do. Now, earlier today, I had the opportunity to visit one of my favorite websites, the Fox Nation. And on the Fox Nation, there's a uh, there's a website, a YouTube website. Uh, it's uh, called I Can't Believe We Made It. And I posted it on Facebook, and you can find me there. You can also find me on Twitter, uh, US Marine underscore, Stitcher Radio, um, and, and a whole host of other places. You can download the episodes, uh, the archives on uh, on iTunes. Uh, visit my website at uh, universalmedia1.com. Email me at USmarine1 at hotmail.com or USmarine1 at yahoo.com. I'm almost everywhere now, but... The the YouTube video has become a sensation so far, and I posted it twice today on uh, on Facebook, and it makes so much sense. and And this is one of the things. And what you're about to hear is is what what one of the the areas that I reflect on a great deal. And I'm so glad that someone put it in the form of a video because I I've thought a lot about this. But 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 take a listen. And tell me what you think. Made it. According to today's regulators and bureaucrats, those of us who were kids in the 50s, 60s, 70s, or even early 80s probably should not have survived. Our baby cribs were covered with bright colored lead based paint. We had no childproof lids or locks on medicine bottles, doors, or cabinets. And when we rode our bikes, we had no helmets. We drank water from the garden hose and not from a bottle. We ate cupcakes, bread, and butter, and drank soda with lots of sugar in it. But we were rarely overweight because we were always outside playing. We would leave home in the morning and play all day, as long as we were back when the street lights came on. No one was able to reach us all day. Smartphones? We didn't have cell phones at all. No PlayStations, Xboxes, limitless channels on cable, laptops or tablets. Facebook was an actual face and an actual book. We had friends. We went outside and found them. We played dodgeball and sometimes the ball would hurt. We fell out of trees, got cut, and broke bones and teeth. And there were no lawsuits from these accidents. No one was to blame but us. Remember accidents? We had fights and punched each other and got black and blue and learned to get over it. We made up games with sticks and tennis balls. And although we were told it would happen, we didn't put out any eyes. We rode bikes or walked to a friend's home, knocked on the door, rang the bell, or just walked right in and talked to him. Little League had tryouts, and not everyone made the team. Those who didn't had to learn to deal with disappointment. Some students weren't as smart as others, so they failed a grade and were held back to repeat the same grade. Tests were not adjusted for any reason. Our actions were our own. Consequences were expected. The idea of parents bailing us out if we got in trouble in school or broke a law was unheard of. They actually sided with the school or the law. Imagine that. Now, this generation has produced some of the best risk-takers, problem-solvers, and inventors ever. We had freedom, 
failure, success, and responsibility, and we learn how to deal with it. If you've related to anything that was just said, you're one of them. Congratulations. You made it. Indeed. Congratulations. Those of us who are in our 40s and 50s, we made it. Despite not having all of these intrusive regulations uh, put upon us, forced upon us by a government that believes that we're unable to take care of ourselves, to look after ourselves, to look after our children without government oversight. There's an article on The American Thinker by J. Robert Smith. The title of the article is Look Out. Here comes Jeb Bush for president. It's a great article. You must check it out. Bush 3? Haven't we had enough with Bush 1 and 2? Not if those very same establishment Republicans have uh, given us Mitt, Flat Tire, Romney, if they have their way. The Drudge Report headlines it today as Bush 3, as in Jeb Bush, former Florida governor and son of brother uh, George and George 3, George 2, respectively. Drudge headline links a short entry at National Reviews, The Corner. That would be quite a trifecta, wouldn't it? Jeb Bush picks up where his pa and brother left off. George W. Bush won the White House in 1988 on a wave uh, created by President Reagan with the help of the late Lee Atwater, one of my personal favorites. Bush ran an aggressive campaign against the hapless Michael Dukakis, winning handedly in 48 48 short months, the elder Bush triumphed in a quick war in Iraq, soared in popularity, and then managed to renege on his read my lips, no new taxes pledge at a time when the economy was wobbly no less. The elder Bush went down to an ignominious defeat in 1992, garnering only 37% of the popular vote and opening up the White House to Everyone's favorite scoundrel, mine included, uh, Bill Clinton, only the second president in U.S. history to be impeached. And then comes W, riding out of the Lone Star State. I don't know. I don't care what. Yeah, he, whatever you think of him, I, I love the guy. Riding out of the Lone Star State with that head scratching twang. How come W had a Texas twang and his brothers didn't? <laughs> well, probably for the same reason that I have a, ta- uh, a country uh, a twang, and I'm from Chicago, and my brothers and sisters don't. Probably. But now, importantly, Karl Rove and W managed to take a lead into the closing weeks of the 2000 presidential campaign and fumble it. A DUI on W's record uh, left un- uh, unraveled. Well, you know, it was all just a big old mess. But could you stand to a uh, uh, Bush three, Jeb Bush? I don't know. Marco Marco Rubio visited Iowa. I'm 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 disappointed. I'm disappointed right now in the Republican Party. You know, I hate to get the idea that the Republican Party has lost its way. And uh, you know, all that talk about the Republican Party not. Living up to expectations, losing their way, 
not changing enough to bring in minorities and such. I don't believe in all that. What I believe occurred during this past election was a group of candidates who refused to move out when they knew they couldn't win. They weren't going to get the nomination, yet they hung on and on and on and on and on, 20-some-odd debates, and then some still refused to leave. And then in the closing months, with four months left, Mitt Romney had to scramble to get his apparatus in place and get things going and gain momentum. While Barack Hussein Obama had years to kept his apparatus in place, raised tons of dollars, even while he was before the the, the actual campaign started to, to start rolling. Obama always had the advantage. Even his abysmal record as president couldn't have been overcome in four months' time. But what concerns me most, folks, is the Republican Party wavering, albeit somewhat, on the no-tax pledge. Barack Hussein Obama and his party own this economy now. They can't blame anyone else. And yeah, if the Republicans don't, well, if they don't, if they don't go along with the president's plans to raise taxes on the so-called rich, then of course the president and the Democrats will blame the Republican Party for the disaster that's going to befall us very shortly. But you know what? There are not enough rich people in the whole wide world to solve the problem that's about to come. So, with that in mind, we're going to take a short break and then we'll come right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. We'll be right back. Four, three, two, one. Hit it! Crack-a-lackin', my peoples. What's crack-a-lackin', my peeps? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of You Guessed It, You Got It. And that's how we do it, live and direct with G-Ski Rocks and the Captain. What's crack-a-lackin'? What's crack-a-lackin'? I'll tell you what's crack-a-lackin'. G-Ski, what's the crack-a-lackin', baby? What's crackin'? Well, as crackin', man, as everybody else, but everybody seems to love your style, brother. What's crackin'? G-Ski, you are the man. You are the man, dude. I tell you what, I love this topic. I love it. I wish I thought of it myself. I'm jealous. I got envy. I got envy right now. What's crack-a-lackin', Dana? My brother from another mother. How are we, sir? <laughs> What's cracking, sister? What's cracking, skate? What's crackalacking? What do you got to say, ma'am? I just got to say, awesome show. Just totally awesome. That's right, folks. We keep it crackalacking, and we do it for love of country. So make sure that you listen to Live and Direct with Beastie Rocks and the Captain every Monday and Wednesday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time and Saturdays at 4 p.m. Eastern Time www.20-20radio.com Always crack-a-lacking and it's always served with bacon and gravy, baby. Bacon and gravy. Southern Sense. 
Good afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the mostest, the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, as always. Southern Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard, Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Live and direct with Cheeky Rocks. Yo, yo. Ah, yo, yo. What's going on, my peoples? What's going on, my peeps? Cheeky loves his peeps. He loves his radio family. And you can join him Monday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at 4. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Conservative Primetime. I'm your host, GGT. Speaking of a little less bark and a little more bite, Conservative Primetime is not a show to relax to. It'll get you going weeknights at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, the headmaster himself, with the situation report, C. Robert Jones, Ph.D. In the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. <laughs> and catch the situation report weeknights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts. And they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth. I mean, tell your friends. myself as one. Yeah. United States Marine, baby. It's me, Dr. C. Robert Jones. I'm an angry, I'm an angry Marine right now. An angry black man. An angry black U.S. Marine. I'm an angry black man, period. And I'm sad. I'm reflective. I'm introspective. I'm dismissive and derisive. Barack Obama. Food and gas costs continue to skyrocket. Obama's war on domestic fuel. Businesses and the rich kill jobs. He's tripled our national debt. And yet, according to exit polls, 52% still believe... 
that our poor economy is Bush's fault. And then an idiot relative of mine said, and I quote, I voted for Obama because Romney will make us all Mormons. End quote. Another dumbass said, I voted for free health, no, quote, I voted for free health care, end quote. And I said, newsflash, dummy, health care is not free. Thank God Christmas is just over a month away. Because I need time for God to give me the grace to forgive my family. I'm furious and extremely disappointed in them all for voting skin color over principles. I feel like saying, don't tell me about your commitment to the United States of America, to Jesus Christ, to Christian beliefs ever again. I don't want to hear it. And and I won't apologize for my anger because mine is a righteous anger. Evil appearing to triumph should make anyone angry. Jesus was angry when he turned over the tables of the money changers in the temple. The Bible says, be angry, but sin not. Thus, I'll not tell off my family today, and I forgive them. But I think it's best that I not be in their presence or take their phone calls for a little while. Like millions of Americans, my heart is broken for my country. Years of liberals indoctrinating our kids K through college and liberal bias in the media have created a wasteland of dumbed-down idiot voters. Far too many Americans are clueless as to the greatness of our republic and the extraordinary cost and value of freedom which is our God-given birthright. I'll say it once more. We will not go quietly into that good night. Americans are hardwired for freedom. At least most of us are. I'm angry. Angry over the willful ignorance and racism of black America. During an interview on the Inside Detroit radio program, I informed black liberal host Mildred Gaddis that gas was $1.84 when Obama took office. Mildred rejected this fact. I begged her to research it. Mildred said, you cannot believe everything on the Internet. Mildred also rejected the truth that Obama supporters uh, supports abortion and that half of black babies are aborted. Mildred rejected various easily confirmed truths about Obama's destructive leadership. I'm talking willful ignorance. As far as Mildred and her listeners were concerned, Obama's skin color automatically made him worthy of their vote. I'm outraged regarding the blatant voter fraud in states where a voter ID was not required to vote. Most most disappointed than angry. I was shocked to learn that Romney got three million fewer Republican votes than John McCain got. After four years of Obama's tyranny, I assumed that Republicans would crawl across broken glass to vote against Obama regardless of our candidate. Since the election, I have avoided much of the media, especially my favorite, Fox News. I used to wake up, not a month ago, I would wake up 
every morning at 5 and tune in Fox and Friends first and then Fox and Friends from 6 until 9. I have yet to tune in after the election. I could not stomach the left spiking the football or weak-kneed conviction-less pandering from our side. Decisions made in panic or fear are always unwise. Better to wait until the dust clears rather than make new fear-based policy statements. I still believe, though, that pedal-to-the-metal conservatism works every time it's tried. And why? Because unlike liberalism, conservatism speaks to the higher nature of the human spirit and Indeed, it is best for all. It's, and that's pure and simple. Yes. There'll always be those who want a free ride. Jesus said, The poor you will always have with you. I'm paraphrasing. No one is against a safety net for those truly in need. When the virtues of conservatism are boldly articulated, they win in a landslide, as per Ronald Reagan. Beyond the catastrophic economic issues, Americans cried when Obama won re-election because of the death of an ideal. This dictator appears to have transformed America from being a shining example of the virtues of a free society into a nation of deadbeats in which class envy and government dependency rule. So yes, I'm very angry and I'm very sad. But here's the good news. I'm witnessing a new heightened resolve in patriots to fight harder than ever to turn our country around. We are, no doubt, folks, in a culture war, and more and more and more and more are beginning to realize it. So as I suck up my anger, trust God, rest in His peace, and continue to do my part in the battle to restore America. And dare I say, just one more time, Three million fewer Republicans voted for Romney than for McCain. Republicans, you got what you deserve. Democrats, you got what you deserve. No doubt. We'll take one more quick break, and we'll come right back. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones uh, Situation Report, and I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. We'll be right back, folks. How is Ayn Rand's great novel, Atlas Shrugged, a bestseller today, more than half a century after it was written? It's because our real world today is just like the fictional future that Rand foresaw in Atlas Shrugged. It's a time of crisis and decay, but it's also a world of innovation and achievement. It's a world of heroes and villains, driven by very different philosophies. We wrote I Am John Galt to tell their stories. We look at the heroic innovators who are building our world. 
and show that they're doing it just like the heroes of Ayn Rand's novels. They're using her philosophy of capitalism, reason, objective reality, and self-interest. Who is John Galt? Meet John Allison, the mild-mannered Southerner who created one of America's greatest banking empires. He did it with Ayn Rand's philosophy by getting every one of his tens of thousands of employees to read Atlas Shrugged and live by its code. In the great financial crisis of 2008, his bank was about the only one that didn't need a government bailout. But the government forced Allison to take TARP money anyway. After that, Allison walked away, just like John Galt did. There's so many other Rand heroes in our midst. There's Bill Gates, the genius who built the world's greatest company and the world's greatest personal fortune, only to have his own government call him a criminal for succeeding too much. Isn't he just like Hank Reardon from Atlas Shrugged? And how about Steve Jobs, the brilliant entrepreneur who reinvented computers, movies, music, telephones, just because he thought it was so cool? Hey, you're on with the Steve Jobs situation. He's got the same attitude toward life like as to, Howard uh, Warren from Rand's other great novel, The Fountainhead. Or are you just Build listening? It? I don't care if they come. You'll meet some real-life Rand villains in our book, too. The parasites who are trying to destroy the world. Remember Wesley Mooch from Atlas Shrugged, the corrupt bureaucrat who destroyed the economy? That's Congressman Barney Frank, who spent years subsidizing Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac in the name of altruism. When Fannie and Freddie nearly wrecked the U.S. housing market, what did Frank do? Just like Mooch, he demanded wider powers. And you'll meet Paul Krugman, the rabid partisan pundit who spreads socialism from the pages of the New York Times and thinks nothing of using the power of the press to destroy his political enemies. He's Ellsworth Toohey, the scheming, dwarfish newspaper columnist straight from the pages of the Fountainhead. These are some of the heroes and villains who move our world. So who is John Galt? I am. You can be too. Simplify Marines uh, here at the base and around the globe. Um, I guess what we're going to do right now, well, the call-in number is 347-884-8500. I have a, um, a caller, uh, 765 number, but uh, uh, and I wanted to get them on because uh, uh, their uh, light is on for uh, 
uh, for for comments, but uh, they didn't respond. So if they, if you'd like to make a call, just uh, you know check in in the chat room and uh, and I'll get you on. But let's go ahead and continue with our segment, um, your future in Obama world, because that's really, I mean, we've got Obama girl in the house. Glad to see her again. Thought she might have dropped off after the election. Maybe she couldn't afford, to, you know, to make that telephone call because Obama has regulated uh, the phone companies to the extent where they just said, forget it. So when last we we left off your world under Obama, we were talking about health. We expected Romney to repeal or reform the health care law. But in the wake of the election, Obamacare remains the law of the land, even though the majority of Americans don't want it. Its effects on our family, well, they're going to be bad. Your grandmother is prone to falling. If she breaks a hip, she may need hip replacement, a $40,000 procedure, for which Medicare, under Obamacare, rules, under their rules, is likely to deny coverage. Since she's 88 years old, in that case, the rest of the family will have to chip in to pay for the treatment. Ditto for your grandfather's health needs at 91 years old. We would not expect you guys to share the burden since you're still dependent. Well, the days after the election, well, Grandpa said he won't be able to retire. He had expected Romney to be elected, bringing in to D.C. a new administration that would be pro-business and said we're ruled by left-wing, left-wingers intent on redistributing wealth from productive people to political cronies and recipients of give-me-government checks. Now, uh, the GOP will negotiate a deal to reduce tax hikes already written into law for 2013, so our taxes will go up. We're in a big mess right here now, folks. But, the good thing is that Obama now owns this economy. And for all the pronostications and uh, sagacious prognosticators out there who believe that Obama will usher in a new way of being for the United States of America. Let's, we're all going to watch it all play out. We're going to watch it play out and see how it goes. And then maybe the next time around, we'll get it right. But will it be too late? Travel. Travel. Gas prices have skyrocketed. And as I stated earlier, I was on a liberal talk show out of Detroit earlier and although I spoke nothing but facts, nothing at all, but facts, I was met with, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. Even though 
gas prices were way down when Obama came into office. Less than $2 a gallon. Surely the black radio talk show host from Detroit filled up her tank a time or two at the beginning of the Obama administration and noticed what the gas prices were. This is the the idea we have with liberals. It doesn't matter to them that Obama has basically put this country on the downward slide. Because, quite frankly, that's what they want. Most liberals see America as being a very bad country. A country that deserves its comeuppance. A country that deserves to be taken down a peg or two for all the perceived wrongs and slights over the the last 200 or so years. America deserves to be taken down. I talked to my man Stan yesterday. He was on the show. A CEO who makes 100 times more than his lowest employee is somehow a bad person. He doesn't deserve all that bread. Somehow, uh, well, it's and, and in fact, is it not relative? If if you make sixty thousand dollars a year, and you attended college, you you graduated from high school, you then went on to college, you graduated from college, you make sixty to seventy thousand dollars a year. Someone who didn't, who uh, is getting by working at Walmart, stocking shelves, makes less than thirty thousand dollars a year. Does that mean that you who make sixty thousand dollars a year should feel bad about that or maybe you should be taxed more so that that person who did not finish school for whatever reason or who maybe maybe they did and they're making less than thirty thousand dollars a year should you not have to kick in a little of that 60 to help them along and why not does Obama girl make fifty to sixty thousand dollars a year, and does she give at least ten to fifteen percent of that sixty grand to someone who makes half what she's making? I somehow doubt it. I somehow doubt that be, to be the case. And maybe my man Stan, who was on the show yesterday, I don't know what Stan does. I don't know how much money he makes, but. One must realize that it's all relative. For me, I make pretty good money. Not only do I have a pension from 33 years as a United States Marine, but I own three very thriving businesses. I'm pulling in some pretty good bread, frankly. But uh, match me up with a Donald Trump or or Jay-Z... And, uh, you know, what I make is chump change. So it's all very relative, isn't it? But somehow, those of us who paid our dues, who worked hard and slaved hard to get what we believe we deserve, somehow we're bad people for that. So, I would like, what I'd like right now is for Obama girl who is in the chat room typing away furiously... To call into the show, 347-884-8500, and tell us how much money she makes. 
So she can say, I suspect it's somewhere around 60, 70. I don't know. But it's all relative, isn't it? And one would ask Obama girl, how much of that jack does she kick in to those less fortunate? Every time she gets paid, does she take 10 to 20% of that bread and go out to the hood and redistribute it? How many of you liberals out there who are saying that we need to pay our fair share are actually redistributing your own meager ducats? How much how many of you liberals out there are going out into the hood? Be it white or black, Hispanic, makes no difference. How many of you are going out there, going over to the credit union or the bank, taking out 20% of your paycheck that you got, whether you're getting it weekly, bi-weekly, bi-monthly, and going out and taking out 10 to 20% and taking it out to the hood and passing it out on the street corner? Because really, that's what Obama's talking about, when everybody pays their fair share. So one wonders when Obama's going to get down, because when, once once these so-called millionaires and billionaires check out, like I'm going to do, once we check out, it's going to be up to you, Obama girl. Because Obama's not going to have Dr. Jones... To tap to tap my bread, because I'm moving my cash, baby. I've been buying gold for the last five years, and I've been stashing it far away. I'm living large, and I'm going to continue to do so. But when I leave and pack my bags and head over to St. Martin. Because let me tell you something right now. Over on St. Martin or any of those foreign islands, Grenada, places like that, I can still enjoy ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox News, TNT, USA Network. I'm good. I'll have all of America all I want. Get myself a big 15-foot satellite dish, put it on my nice villa, and chill. I've got the United States of America every time I listen to my radio or turn my TV. I got satellite radio. I'm good. And if I want to step on American soil, all I got to do is book me a flight. I'm good. But what about you? What about you, Obama girl? You're stuck. You're stuck there. And when Obama loses enough of us so-called rich folks, he's going to come looking for you Who's making that 60 to 80 grand? And he's going to say, pony up, baby. I don't have any more rich folks to tap into. Now it's down to you. I wonder if you guys have given that any thought. Do you, do you, do you have the idea that rich people are just going to say, well, uh, we can't really go anywhere else. I guess we'll have to go ahead and kick in. That's 60 to 70% tax rate. I guess. I guess if Obama wants to tax us more, we're just going to have to go ahead and pay. 
Do you think that that's how it's going to go down? Because it's not. Do you think that we have no place else to go? Do you think that we're not capable of just packing up and leaving Galt style? Are you thinking that we just won't say, F it, close down our businesses, cash out, and leave a whole lot of people without a job? It's already happening. Companies are laying off at record pace. In a month from now, come January, the unemployment rate is going to be back up to 10%. Companies are laying folks off in record numbers as a direct result of Obama's re-election. It's already happening. You see it already happening day after day. So, Obama girl, here in my chat room, how how, how you how soon before it gets to you how long is it going to take for obama's trickle down economics to get to you yeah guess you really hadn't thought of that and obama girl you've got Mother, I presume? Father? Grandparents? How do you think that watered-down health care is going to affect those old bastards? How do you think that's going to happen? You think it's going to... They're all going to be good now? And oh, and taking all that money out of Medicare and Medicaid and all that to pay for Obamacare, how do you think that's going to work out for you? You, you guys really haven't thought this thing through, have you? And, and, you know, I think it's very noble that, well, you say you're willing to sacrifice so that somebody else can live just as poorly as you're going to be living. Right? Because it's all for the collective good, as Cat Cat Girl 23 writes in the chat room. It's all for the collective good because <laughs> because as the movies the incredible says when the villain in the incredibles the movie says when we're all super nobody will be well when we're all rich nobody will be but obama's going to Oh, 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 wait. And by the way, we've got this moron. And I thought he was an idiot a long time ago. Who has uh, called Barack Hussein Obama our Lord and Savior. And I wanted to play this clip yesterday, but I didn't get a chance. In case you haven't heard Jamie Foxx at the Soul Train Music Awards, <laughs> well, you know what? Praising Obama as Lord and Savior. 
Now, I suspect that Jamie Foxx comes from a God-fearing household. And I suspect that his mama, certainly his grandparents, would have not would not approve what this clown just said. But this is how far these people are gone. Uh, please do take a listen to this idiot. First of all, give an honor to God and our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama. Give to God, our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama. Now, I don't know if he was referring to Barack Obama as God or saying let's give thanks to God. I, I don't know. God. The guy is a man who puts his trousers on one leg at a time, I suppose. Unlike Frank Sinatra who actually put his trousers on both legs at a time. But that's a story I'll tell you again some other time. The only man I knew who dropped into his trousers with both legs first was Frank Sinatra. And it's an interesting story, but we'll get to it another time. President Barack Obama, we assume that he puts his trousers on one leg at a time, and he's just an actual man. But when black people and others go around labeling Barack Hussein Obama God or even just plain our Lord and Savior, something's wrong with that. (laughs) No doubt there's something wrong with that. Our Lord and Savior. wonder what Obama girl and Stan think of this. Are they not turned off? By something like this. And you know what? It's not just, oh, well, you know, he was in the heat of the moment. He had election fever. No, they've been talking about this for the last four years. Labeling Barack Hussein Obama as some sort of messiah. This, more than anything, was the reason why I wanted this guy gone. Barack Obama. Gone. Our Lord and Savior. God. Now, perhaps Jamie Foxx can be dismissed as being an idiot or a moron. But honestly, Jamie Foxx is a rather intelligent young man. Which makes it all the more sad. Because folks, being a student of history as I am, I've seen this before. Or I've come to know this before. It's happened. It's happened before. The dictators the world over. Charlemagne. Adolf Hitler. Benito Mussolini. Many tyrants 
redistributors of wealth, socialist and Marxist, communist, have been labeled as messiahs, gods. And nothing, nothing good comes from this. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. East Coast is in the house. Melinda. Thomas Ricks did on Fox News today. No, did not catch it, but will. Did he call somebody God? Did did Thomas Ricks say that Mitt Romney is God? Oh, okay. Slam the Libya issue on air. We've got to check that out. Yeah, GDT, I will gladly do that. I just let me know. I got to get some coffee. You know, lost a lot of. <laughs> I got to take a nap in the afternoon. Let me tell you what. In order to stay awake in time for GDT 183 show, Conservative Prime Time on 11:30. In order to stay to be prepared to, to listen to his show live in prime time, an old man like me has to take an afternoon nap, an afternoon nap, then I've got to do my show, then I've got to do a whole bunch of jumping jacks and push-ups and drink straight down 20 ounces of sheer espresso, pure espresso, then maybe... Just maybe I'll be able to stay awake in time for GGAT's 183 show. Because, folks, I get up at 4.30 every single morning. So by 10, 11, I'm pretty much done. But but I'm going to make it my business to not just listen to GGT 183's show <laughs> through the archives. I'm going to stay awake. Which reminds me, i got to give my guy Char, uh, uh, Sarge a call uh, later tonight. Hey, I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. You've been listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. There are many things you could be doing, but you chose to take the time to come in and listen to my show. Please tune in tomorrow when we'll finish up this business, and we'll talk more about it. I want to thank Obama Girl, Melinda, uh, GDT183, Cat Girl, everybody who came in. East Coast came in a little bit late. Thank you all for listening tonight. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America, even with Barack Obama as president. Oh, God, our Lord and Savior, Barack Obama. Good night, folks.